Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello, good evening. Welcome to this week's Man of the Post Extra Time. I'm your host, Chris. Uh, with me this week, I have got Scott. How are you? Very well. How are you? Grand, thank you very much. Uh, I've got Emma. Hello. Hello, yeah, I'm fine, thank you. Cool. i got Jesse. Hi! How are you? Great. Happy with you, babe. I've got first appearance of the season. Um, and first for some time. This is like back from some sort of major injury or something. This is Justin. Hi. Here, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> is that your line on a first date, is it? Amazing. Uh, okay, so this week we're going to be talking about um, uh, continental competitions around the world, Premier League, uh, other such leagues going on this weekend. We are going to start in the northwest of England. So um, we've had two clubs this week in dire financials. Made it, one unfortunately did it. Bolton Wanderers have been taken over. Um by um, who they've been taken over by, Scott? Oh, let me find it. Sorry, oh, I, just I been thought distracted. you know. The, oh, yeah, I thought you know at the top of your head. No, no, no. I've just been distracted by Justin. Yes, yeah, certainly. That's like some Those sort were of, my feet. We nearly had me and both in photo then, Scott. <laughs> oh God! No, 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 no. Uh, um, while you're looking at that, but uh, Barry didn't make it. Unfortunately, they've been excluded from the EFL after 134 years. Um, so they are no more, sadly. Bolton, like we say, have been taken over. They they are now on minus eleven points. Um haven't started the season on minus twelve. So maybe they are now in a position to progress and move forwards. Um I'm gonna to come to you first, Scott, because this is affecting you down in your low leagues. Um three questions I've got. First one, is seventy two professional clubs in the low league sustainable? No, because I think most of the championship clubs are in dire financial trouble and the way the EFL has been handling their business over the last couple of years has been piss poor. Um, they've sold their soul to Sky uh, to help them out and the way that they've done their due diligence on um, people taking over has been shocking and it's re- it's sown in the last... sorry shown in the last couple of months with Barry and Bolton and I don't I think it could get worse okay Um, and do you think leagues 1, 2 and the conference would be better if they're regional rather than national no why is that because you'd you'd have shorter distance to you and therefore would you get more fans going to games no I think you'd get not the same amount of fans that go now I just think it just might cause a bit bit of chaos I like the way the setup is at the moment and I, I don't think most people will like the change. No? You don't think if you're Carlisle, Plymouth or Exeter fan? No, I think now? no, I think it's the, the buzz as a as an away football fan, um, I guess myself. I think it's the the buzz and you're looking forward to going on a journey, if it's by car, coach, train, 
and to be part of to be part of a, a, a good away day out. Yeah. I was going to say something else then, but a noise distracted me. <laughs> Whatever noise yeah, sorry, that was me. <laughs> what did you do? Um, a bag of sweets fell over. <laughs> oh, what have you got? Skittles. Oh. <laughs> it sounded like to balloons to me. <laughs> I wish. Yeah. Um, okay, so you, you don't think that any sort of rationalisation of the league or anything like that would, would help in this situation? No, no. I just think stringent rules and better um, checks on people who are about to take over the club should be more thorough. All right. Well, for all you guys, I'm sure this situation isn't unique to the English football period. You might have this going on in your leagues. Um, Scott's talking about governance of the game uh, and those bodies in charge. To what extent should those bodies step in? Some people have been talking about Premier League teams coming in and lending some of their hard-earned cash. Uh, should governing bodies step in or does that give lower league teams an excuse to go wild, throw their money at the wall and if it goes wrong, say, well, you've got to come bail us out now? That's a tough question. I think <laughs> probably a little from column A and a little from column B. Sorry for another Simpsons reference on the Man on the Post podcast. But um, I just, some clubs like to chase the dream and it just falls completely flat on their backside and they, they hit the wall so fast. Um, I just think that teams need to be build a platform for themselves and be like like a Brentford where the the owners are willing to pay uh, for for good players and just wait out for a couple of years and see if someone will buy them further down the line but you've got half the championship who are just in woeful financial problems and I don't I just think it will continue more and more every season but as sad as this is I mean um Berry have chucked money at the wall, spending money they don't have to try and get promotion mm. to League One. You feel terribly sorry for their fans and the staff that work for them have now lost their jobs. But oh, yeah. uh, are they sort of architects of their own downfall to some extent? Are people then, you know, should other clubs or the EFL be stepping in if they've brought this upon themselves? I think the EFL should have stepped in probably before when Steve Dale took over. So what was that, December time? Yeah. Yeah, I think they should have stepped in then. Um yeah, it's, it's just, it was a car crash waiting to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I just, just sort of sorry for the fans and the community because the community's just been ripped apart. You've got 3,000 loyal fans who go week in, week out. And what have they got to look forward to now? You've got old guys probably in their 70s. And um, been watching, uh, Barry probably since the 40s and it's just gone, it's just gone now. Um, Emma, is this a similar tale in the Spanish system, is it? Uh, no, not really. Um, I'm trying to think when the last club went out of business. I guess it was Rouse, um, this year. Um, but that was due to really bad financial mismanagement and they couldn't find buyer or anything. So they got, but they were in the Segunda division. So they were, it might have been, actually might have been lower than that. Um, so it doesn't really, we haven't really had anything like that happen in like the top flight for I wanna know why. Um there's a club in Spain, Gorel Oviedo, who sold shares to their fans. Why don't they do that in England? Why didn't Bolton or 
Burry do that? We don't have that sort no, of culture here, do we? No, we don't. No, we don't have fan ownership. We do get supporters' uh, trust, but not, not like not with the shares. Did something like that happen though a while ago? Oh, Brighton were in all sorts of trouble, weren't they? In the yeah, mid to late nineties. Didn't the fans didn't didn't? I, I'm again. You're gonna like really see my lack of financial know-how, but didn't something happen where they were able to sort of? Buy or own the club? Oh, possibly, I can't remember. Yeah, was that the Goldstone? Goldstone era? Yeah. So we're talking twenty plus years ago. Yeah, I barely remember twenty plus days ago. <laughs> I thought you were say minutes no, before ago. Before Ryan was born, we're talking like that. Era. Um, He's been playing around his Fisher Price computer. <laughs> but I, I think that did happen. Like that was the the way that they were able to take it back. Yeah. I think I honestly can't remember, but yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe we should have more of that. What do you reckon, Justin? It has to be sustainable long term, though. I mean, um, there have been measures that have come into place when clubs are in emergency situations, and, and as you say, fans can, um, you know, do a, a one-time trust uh, to, to bail them out. But it's always seemed to me, back to your original question, is the number of clubs in a relatively small country sustainable and for a lot of those clubs the main source of revenue has has been attendance um and even at maximum capacity now a lot of clubs have operating costs that maximum capacity crowds wouldn't cover so the the now and they have they've got to find a way you know non-league clubs long ago sent out the training ground um to to you know for for events and fairs and things space in in the club lounge and stadium and 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 have sources of income and I know that these things too um, but they have to sort of find a way I I would think that the answer would be digital rights and marketing and streaming games um, some source of revenue that isn't tied to the limiting factor of the number of people that you can put in a stadium and the number of matches you can have in a year. Um, so I don't know if supported supporter-owned clubs is the answer because um, how many people are going to line up to do that? At, uh, you know, for for a club such as Barry and and some of the others that are at the lower end of of the football league, I don't I don't know what the answer is. I do know that that as an American living in England at the time, it, I was always struck by the sheer number of clubs. And, and wondered how it was sustainable. And of course, in the 80s and 90s, it was sustainable because there wasn't um, the same degree of, of live television coverage. And so smaller communities, that was your option if you wanted to see live football and didn't want to travel um, hours to see a home game of, of a club that you may choose to support in, in the first old First Division or Premier League. So I don't know what the answer is. I just know that, that it, it has... They've been operating on a model that may now be outdated if the reliance is is so dependent on attendance. Yeah. Like, so in in Latin America, and, and I don't know about in Spain, you become a socio of your club, so you buy in, right? You you like a member, you become a member. Yeah, of that club. happens. That happens. I'm a member of Barcelona. I own right. Part of I mean, it. don't have in Emma really. You're no. <laughs> um, a bit of messy then, do you? I do, kind of. Which yeah. bit do you think? It's a small bit because he's so small. Um, sorry, I'll stop. Um, but like you know, my my 
by my father have their like memberships to Panyarol, and and so you don't you you have like I think you have like some bite you have some sense of um uh what's the word in English help help you, not that you care more oh my God help me with English emotional people. investment English um you emotional investment. Thank you. Investment is exactly the word I was looking for. Christopher, thank you. Um, so if you, you know, whether or not fans own the club, I think feeling like you um, are investing in some way, maybe maybe is the way to go. Um, nobody should let me talk. What is wrong with you people letting me on? <laughs> terrible idea. Well, I tell you what, should we move on to uh, going from the poorest to the richest? Should we talk about the Champions League, shall we? Great, I'm going to sit back and listen. All right. Well, the draw for that was made um, that was made yesterday, wasn't it? Uh, some of the groups for English teams to worry about. Well, Jesse, this is for you. Group B, Bayern Munich, um, Tottenham Hotspur, Olympiakos, and plucky part-timers with their plumbers, uh, Red Star Belgrade. Oh, God. I can't, <laughs> believe, I can't believe Stephen Warnock said that and then tweeted the basketball team to apologise. <laughs> oh, did he? <laughs> did you see the Red Star English account response? Yeah, he, they, they butchered him. <laughs> Uh, what else have we got for English teams? Group H is Chelsea, Ajax, Valencia um, and Lille. And then uh, Liverpool have got Napoli, Salzburg and Genk, which I still think sounds like an STD. Uh, and Manchester City have got uh, Shakhtar Donetsk, Dinamo Zagreb and Atalanta. Um, I saw a tweet earlier on, Scott, from someone saying that when Pep beats Atalanta 3-0 uh, in a two months' time, it would be the most Pep thing ever day. They're the best team he's ever faced. Probably. <laughs> um... What do you make of those for the English teams? Any other ones stand out? I quite like the look of Group F, which is Barcelona, Dortmund, Inter, and Slavia Prague. Um, Did anyone see the footage when the yes. when the the final team was drawn out? It went to the Slavia Prague representatives, <laughs> and it just went <sighs> just just he looked just dejected. Get <laughs> like, it... um, yeah, going. What do people make of those groups? Almost universally uninteresting. <laughs> in what way, Colin? In what way? In, 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 that, in that most of them have two obvious candidates to progress, and so that means the games uh, between one another really won't mean anything. Um, you know, obviously you'd rather win your group, but it's always great when there's three, you know, when you've, when you've got a group of death and there's there's three sides and, and an obviously good side is going to not progress to the knockout rounds, it's it, it, you don't. I don't see a lot of that in these groups for the English clubs. Um, I see easy progression for all of them. Do you think what the Chelsea group? Chelsea, yeah. Ajax, Valencia, Lille. That's a better one. That's they better. They have the worst good. ones of the English teams. Yeah, in but what way? Yeah. really, guys. Worst in what way, Emma? Well, I mean, it's not as easy as it's going to be for Manchester City, for instance. Or Liverpool. Because Valencia are a really good team. Ajax got to the semifinals last year. There's, they, you know, they could potentially finish third. Just entertain yourselves briefly, folks. <laughs> Here come the dogs. <laughs> <laughs> this I like could be dogs agree with that. Yeah. You're both talking about who fancies me the most, is that right? 
By the way, when my phone rang and the and when the Skype alert came up on my phone, my first thought was, "Oh, that's right, I'm doing this today." I'd totally forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> Just completely forgotten. I didn't think about us, Justin. I, I it's not personal. I being older, Jesse. He's a busy I had man. a birthday last week, you know. Happy! I did not know. Why didn't you lead with that? We would have all sang. Well, because you reach a certain age, and you don't advertise it any longer. Happy birthday! It's not that exciting. What kind of cake did you have? Sarah made me a lovely chocolate and mocha cake, Ooh. which mm. I now, in the last six months okay. I've tried to back off on the sugar. Why? And I, I've done that successfully, and this cake was was so good that I'm now sad thinking about it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, other groups where there's possibly competition for three going into two places. The Manchester City group looks quite interesting with um, Shakhtar and Atalanta. I think that could be a battle for third place. I, second place. I think I think Atal- Atal- Atalanta will go through. I think they will surprise a lot of teams this year. Oh, I think they will. But I, I think Shakhtar have got their sort of oh, quite yeah, good of home record, haven't they? Yeah. Well, they have beaten Manchester City before. Well, yeah, they have, haven't they? The other one which surprised me, uh, or looks quite good, is Zenit, Benfica, Leon, and Red Bull Leipzig. That could be quite a tasty group as well. Yeah, that could. Uh, right, we've also had the group draw for the um, Europa League, who Sir Ashley Cole uh, tries very, very best for some of these. He, did, he tries. That, that's the that's the first time in the decade plus, well, two decades of Ashley Cole being a, a public figure amongst us. That I felt some sympathy for him. Mm. <laughs> he tried his best. He really did. I did tweet it was very sweet. He was trying his best, but he, I think even yeah. he realised that some of them, when he was trying to pronounce Istanbul Bakasakishir, which is obviously incredibly hard, uh, he, he sort of gave up halfway through, didn't he? Did he? I mean, I don't know why I'm the Justin. When you when you're not being mean to people, I guess I have to take over. But you know, you're gonna you're a pundit. Have it written out phonetically. Like transliteration exists. Practice. I think. What but somebody, doing? I think that players at the level that he was at have literally everything done for them. Um, so get your assistant's assistant's nephew to write it out for you, or like play it on a little MP3 player until you, or, or like whisper it in your ear while your while your other assistant is making you an oat milk latte. That's it's that still constitutes him doing something. He's, he's an act. He'd be an active participant in all that, and he probably just chose not to. That'd be my guess. Um, I really enjoyed him trying to pronounce Espanol. Yeah, Espanol. I mean, he looked at that piece of paper for like five seconds and was like, "Espanol." <laughs> it even ends in an L. Yeah, it was it was beautiful. Yeah. Uh, Europa League then. So some of the British teams involved in the Europa League: uh, Porto, Young Boys, uh, Feyenoord, and um, Rangers. Uh, Rangers, who of course had um, Arthur Boric at the Legia Warsaw game for them yesterday, uh, cheering along the ultras. I don't think Eddie Howe was particularly impressed. And they unfilled a picture of the Pope. What, didn't they? what about yeah, the Tifo? Yeah, Neil Burns <laughs> or the Pope. Yeah, uh, Rangers of course have got to play a certain number of games. Not quite behind closed doors, but with closed stands, haven't they? Yeah, uh, three thousand empty seats yeah. for their first home game. Exactly. Uh, Wolves in their inaugural Europa League season, they got Besiktas, Praga, and Slovan Bratislava. Uh, Celtic are in with Lazio, um, Rennes, according to Ashcole, uh, and Cluj. 
Uh, Arsenal with Frankfurt, Stanley Age, Victoria, and Roma Scott. I've got you got quite toughy actually, haven't you? You got um, Wolfsburg, Beşiktaş, and Munchen Gladbach. Yeah, it's not it's Wolfsburger, isn't it? The the team that everyone wanted in their group. It's tough. I think I might try and go out to one of the one or two of the home games. I miss one. I'm actually in Jesse's NYC in about four weeks, so I missed the second group game. You're coming here? Yeah, I'm off to New York for four or five days. Come tell me when. Uh, yeah, I fly out on the 30th of September. Um, Jesse, do you know anybody that lives in New York? Do I? <laughs> mm. It's tricky. Um, this seems to be the right time to make these plans, though. Yeah. We'll go for the tower. Yeah, can, we, can you tell me where all the Popeye chickens is? Um, wait, is that the good one we're supposed to be eating or the bad one we're not supposed to be eating? I think that's the very good one that everyone is drooling over at the moment. Okay. As a vegetarian, I, I feel like I I can't boycott the shit we're supposed to boycott because I do sort of anyway. But then when we're supposed to eat things, I can't take part. Um well, can't you, you wait think... outside while Scott goes in? Yeah, <laughs> totally. And then I'll, like, boo outside of Chick-fil-A. Boo. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, do you, I, I always feel like, I mean, I don't know how I feel about having to play behind closed doors anyway, because it never seems to do anything, but um, wouldn't it at least do something to allow the opposing fans in? Because then you're not punishing both. You're also sort of yeah. creating a... I don't know. No, I think you, you're right. The away fans have done nothing wrong, have they? No, it's the home fans. I think, was it the sectarian chanting, which has played Rangers for Rangers fans for a while now? And yeah. not even in this particular instance, just whenever this happens, when they sort of, you know, decide that this is the way to go, whether it's, you know, homophobic chanting, anything that... They're, again, like, do better associations. But if this is what you're going to do, then it seems just like a unilateral punishment um, doesn't make the statement that they want to make. I don't know. <laughs> that was a mic drop moment. <laughs> Uh, okay, so uh, other continental games this week is uh, in the Libertadores. We've got a semi-final now of Gremio versus Flamengo and uh, Boca versus River Plate. We've got a Super Classico, as we have on Sunday, don't we? Um, the Dela Cruz goal I quite liked the other day, Justin. That was pretty pretty good. Where is yeah, he from, guys? Where is he from? Not, not bad just to come out of jail and, and bang one in off the crossbar to send your side through to the semi-final. Oh, come on, give us your story. You don't know this story? No. Good grief. The, the, uh, okay, so Cerro, uh, the Paraguayan officials put out uh, oh, I've seen this. I've a warrant seen this, for yeah. his arrest, yeah. dating back to an incident when he was uh, – I, I don't actually remember what it was dating back to. I've seen the video, and, and the boy may actually have been guilty um, of abuse of a mat match official in, in a melee at the end of, of, of a game. And so they had that warrant waiting for him. And uh, River didn't contest it. They they let him be taken in, and then they got the lawyers involved, and so they they got him out in time for the match. But yeah, he had an eventful forty eight hours. 
Um, he sounds absolutely wrong. Where's he from? <laughs> I'll let Jesse answer that. <laughs> He's one of our our glorious glorious Uruguayans. It's been it's been part of part of the the River Plate Renaissance of the last four years, five years. It's mostly Marcelo Gallardo, but but it is also in in no small part to the the gentlemen who've who have come across the river. He is Carlos Sanchez, the one and only. He's his half brother. Oh, what the Carlos Sanchez is now at Santos. At Monterrey. Oh, Monterrey, okay. Who I just love and adore. Um, this is his. This is his baby brother. <laughs> now, one thing I'll add about the, all the super classicos that are that are coming up. So River and Boca play Sunday yeah. in, in the league, and they're both already taking steps to make it pretty clear that they are not prioritizing uh, that game or the league campaign. So they they had they had press conferences today for the league game. And uh, in Argentina, they typically send, as they do with the Champions League, the manager speaks with one player in attendance. And and River and Boca both chose players who are currently injured and won't be playing Sunday to be the players to sit next to their manager and answer answer these questions. Um, I've noticed that 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 at least in the in the Twitter sphere, there's a, a little bit less enthusiasm for this tie, which is. Most likely a combination of all the trouble um, regarding the second leg of the final last season. And I may be projecting here when I say the second reason. The second reason is it's unlikely to be that competitive. I mean, River's just better. Gallardo owns Boca. And uh, and it's, I think people know how this one's going to go. And that's even with River being down several key contributors to the, 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 the Libertadores championship side from, from last season, most notably one, one for Quintero. But, but I feel pretty good about this as a River supporter. It's the first time there's ever been a River Boca tie that didn't fill me with dread. I just have that much faith in what Gallardo has built there. You I don't think they can keep them. There's, there, I mean, there's this discussion every after every trophy he wins. Why hasn't uh, a, a big European side or at least uh, one of these sort of second tier um, ambitious European sides made a move for him? I expect that will happen sooner rather than later now at this point. But he's 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 river through and through, and he hasn't been eager to leave. He's working alongside. Um, you know, ownership and, and, and people at River that are getting him what he wants and with their relatively limited budget. And I think he's happy with the way things have gone there. But I, I do think we'll see him in Europe before the next major international tournament. Gone, do you get a chance to say this very often? Do you want to stick your chest out and shoulders back and sing the thinking go around there? I'm not ready to say that. I'm not ready to say that. <laughs> but um, I, I'm, I'm interested to see how both sides play this, play it Sunday. I mean, River again. River River fielded a reserve side for their for their league game last weekend and lost at home to Talleres. And they've already. I mean, for this is about the fourth year in a row because this is the uh, third out of the last four seasons they've been in the Libertadores semifinal. So that something that Gallardo does is he's prioritizing that competition over the league. River has thirty four stat league titles, and 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 I think that's been his mission to sort of catch them up to Boca. Um, so I'll be interested to see how the how the, the Super Classico plays out Sunday. Um, who gets rested? Who actually plays? How ferociously it's contested or not? Again, going back to the final last last year, people remember the final. They remember 
particular the, the aborted second. There was a league game just a couple of weeks before that final. That was the play that at and uh, and River gave Buck a pretty good talking in that one, and that set the tone. So I, I think this league game is more important for Boca. They've got Bass Gallardo's River going back several seasons now. River beat them in the Sudamericana. They limited them in the 2015 Libertadores. So I think there's a little bit more at stake Sunday, and they could maybe get a little bit uh, of, of belief back. Um, so I'll be interested to see how Baca play it. Slightly shorter than last weekend, but he'll protect injured players, and he, and he won't really be looking to get a result, and he, he won't let it affect how they prepare for the semifinals. Okay. Well, I also don't have Naita Nandes anymore, so I care less about them and more about yeah. them. And I know everybody needs to know how I feel. Um, yes. So there's that. Well, but yeah. they have made they have made an upgrade and got Daniele De Rossi. Does not matter one small tiny bit. Who did play yeah. today? He did hasn't he featured a lot, honestly. He hasn't he hasn't featured a lot for for Boca thus far? We'll be interested to see. He's obviously got a world of experience and ability, but he has. How old? 36? 36. Almost took out Almost took out one of his teammates. Buzzing around him. I don't know if he's he's up for that physically. We'll see. Okay. Uh, what else have we this week? What about the Carabao Cup this week? Um, Burnley won Sunderland 3. I've written O Burnley because it's sort of a Burnley chance to do something in the Carabao Cup this year. They're not going to go down. They're not going to do an awful lot. Why not go for the Carabao Cup? Uh, Palace lost to Colchester United on penalties. Uh, Bristol Rovers nearly got uh, taken to penalties by um, by Brighton. Bright, Glenn, Brighton. Yeah, uh, Glenn Murray, 92nd minute winner. Sort of that. Uh, and Leeds lost to Stoke on penalties, where Jack Button scored one of the penalties. And also had assist, a shocker, didn't he? Yeah, assisted one the the first Leeds goal. Yes, he, he did. Mm. Not, um, not having the best of times, is he? No, I feel quite sorry for him. It's like he's having a, he's having sort of the yips, isn't he, for a month or so. Hopefully, we'll be out of that soon. Um, Alexis Sanchez has gone on loan to Inter Milan. Manchester will pay four percent of his wages. Uh, I've written Sanchez plus Conte equals explosion. Does that sound about right? No, uh, he's going to work him hard. That's probably he's hoping he can reap the rewards. Lukaku and uh, Sanchez up top for for Conte could be interesting because both are pretty much Manchester United flops. I don't think the the issue with Alexis is, has been, or at least at United, was any sort of lack of effort or stroppiness or anything. It just was a terrible fit, and he's passed it. Um, so it, it, Mid Conte will get something out of him. He's, he's still got ability, uh, but it was just a disastrous, very emblematic of post Fergie United signings. Barcelona legend, Emma. Very much so. I fully expect him to score against us in the Champions League. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, this morning he's gone to Roma, Scott. Yeah, hopefully he's better than what Fazio and Juan Jesus did on Sunday, which was horrible. That was fun. Yeah, for the neutral, for the neutral. But if you're a team who wants top four, that was not fun at all. Chris Wallace of Roma is not a sentence I ever thought I'd hear myself saying on this podcast. Um, no, was I? Terence is to miss the Switzerland games to try and resurrect his Liverpool career. He's not played at all so far this season. Um, the England squad has included Tyrone Mings and Mason Mount. Who saw the um, the uh, Aston Villa fan account tweeting, who do you like Tyrone Mings or... Um, Connor Cody. Cody. 
<laughs> Connor Cody wiped the floor with him. <laughs> uh, it's been the Asian Champions League this season. So, um, Champions League is now split into East and West. So, in the Western half of the Asian Champions League, Al Nasser beats uh, Al Sadron. So, they're from and Al Sadron from Qatar. So, uh, Brad Jones was in goal for Al Nasser, Liverpool legend. Uh, Gabby Al Sadron. Oh, did he? Yeah. Uh, uh. And a goalless draw was played out between Saudi Arabia's Al Atihad, um, which featured Giovinco and Batafimi Gomez. Um, Al Etihad had got a player called Romarino. Remar- Remar- he must be a hell yeah, of a player. It's a former Corinthians player. Is he? Charlie yeah. too. Is he? I don't, mm, Some sort of genetic experiment. Uh, and in the western half, um, Shanghai uh, drew 2-2 with Ryman's. Uh, the front three for Shanghai was Anortovic, Oscar and Hulk, who scored two goals. Uh, and Guangzhou drew 0-0 with Kashima, Kashima Antlers of Japan. Uh, right, some games going on around Europe this weekend. Emma, mm-hmm. in España, as um, Ashley Cole would say. <laughs> the best the best derby is going on right now, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it's just about to kick off. Oh, she's got, he's not, not started yet. 10pm uh, kick off for me. That's very late. It is very late. That's still two hours before dinner in Spain. Yeah, it is. And they just had, like, a cooling break because it's still 35 degrees there. Yeah, they, don't they do that in Italy and Spain for, like, the first two, three weeks? Yeah, we had to fixtures when it gets a bit cooler. They swap to the later kickoff times. Uh, earlier kickoff times, sorry. Okay, and Osasuna play Barcelona, don't they? They do. No, uh, unfortunately not. Osasuna have a really good home record. I don't think they... In the segunda last year, um, and Barcelona are without Messi and Suarez and everybody else, and Neymar, thankfully. Is that off? Is it? Uh, yeah, looks like it. Um, so plucky little Barcelona minus their strikers—they're going to take on the mighty Osasuna. Yeah, I mean we did okay last week without them with uh, Antoine Griezmann and his glitter. So, uh... <laughs> I, I, Emma, has he? He's. I, I know that you were a skeptic about that move, but he he took some steps toward winning you over last week, didn't he? Did he not? He did. Yeah. Um, for the first half, he looked like just like a puppy chasing a ball. He was. He wasn't really kind of. I don't know. He wasn't really using his head, and he was just trying to get involved with everything. And then as soon as he did, he scored. It's like, oh, maybe this might work out if he actually keeps himself focused. And then the second half, he came out and he was great. Um, but yeah, he was still going to need a little more to um, win me over. But yeah, it was a good start. All the right. glitter was embarrassing, though. <laughs> there was actual glitter. I thought I, I thought you were speaking metaphorically. No, no, there was I, actual glitter. Yeah, I love glitter, and I like how it distracted from his hair. Um, <laughs> It just I, kind of looked lame because there wasn't enough of it. Yeah, I glitter. Yeah. So more glitter. Yeah, well, I think what yes, I, more. Emma, correct <laughs> me if I'm wrong, but I think like commit to glitter. Like if you're going to glitter, go go glitter. Yeah, you gotta go go big or go home. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I am curious to see how he fits in once Suarez and Messi come back because I think that like Rakitic, for example. And and is like a perfect example of team play, and I think they fit really well together. They have a rhythm. Um, Scott, did I just make you? No, 
No, someone nearly scored in the game I'm watching. It was an absolute sitter. I apologise. <laughs> what game are you watching? I'm watching Bologna spell, and Bologna just missed an absolute golden chance from about three yards out. I keep forgetting. Yes, I'm going to put mine on there. Bologna spell. There you go. And apparently um, something happened in Germany because Megan and, and Kirsten's teams were playing against each other, and Kirsten's oh, it's, off. But yeah. I don't know enough about Germany to know if that's bad. Yeah, good. I, I think Leipzig are winning 2-0. Yeah, against Gladbach, yeah. 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 I wasn't sure whether Kirsten's actually a Gladbach fan or whether she just anyone that Torgan has a place for. Uh, both? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and also explain Villarreal play uh, Real Madrid, don't they, Emma? They do, yeah. How's that going to go? Where is it? Are Madrid at home? No, I think they're away. No, they're away. Um... Villarreal always have the magic of Santi Cazorla, so you know, I think I think Villarreal might actually win. Okay. Um, but I'm Chris, oh, oh. Chris is on it's on ITV4 on Sunday. I was saying, I, yeah, yeah I think that. that's the last of your games, right? Then yeah, yeah, for the time being. I don't know what's going on with the La Liga rights in the UK. I can't believe somebody's not stamped them up. No, still can't believe it's gone from Sky. <laughs> You're PTSD from two years ago. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, in Italy, uh, let's bring you back to happiness, shall we? Uh, Milan v Brescia uh, in some sort of Mario Balotelli homecoming. Um, Juventus play Napoli minus quite possibly Lini, who's in his ACL. Yeah, it's been reported six to seven months. Yeah. his ACL in training today. That's right. I wonder who put that tackle in. <laughs> Odds on Ronaldo. Yeah, it's no, an awkward conversation. It's um, a good time to see uh, if Daniele Regani, Matthias De Ligt, or the new Turkish Demiral can fill the void. Yeah. I always... You just as well, have you? Yeah. <laughs> I always... off the line. I know. I always feel for Regani because he's a player of immense talent that's not quite fulfilled it, has he? Um... No, he's, he's sort of declined the last two years because he hasn't had the game time. He's the type of player who has to play games, yeah. and I think his confidence was... Just like shot to pieces when he hasn't been playing. But if you're going to get, if Chiellini and um, Bonucci on their day, you can't beat past them too. No. Uh, what else we got? Germany is. Uh, say you're also you're also forgetting a, a, oh, I forgot, a very I I read that out. Sorry, a very yeah. very which is actually happening Sunday evening. It's the sorry. It's the Rome Derby. It is. Sorry, I thought I read that out. Um, yes, it is the Rome Derby. It's the, very early in the season to have one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's, it's good to get it out of the way. Are you really? Yeah. Why's that? I'm absolutely bricking it. I think they could <laughs> absolutely wallop us. Really? Yeah, they absolutely batted Sampdoria on Sunday. They're a, that, they're... That's that's how a derby is supposed to make you feel. Yeah. yeah. You're not a supporter unless you dread. Oh. You should absolutely dread the derby. Yeah, I'm, and I'm... that's... That's the universal feeling. It doesn't matter what people say on Twitter. It doesn't matter, you know, in the lead up, we're going to smash them and all that. They feel it too. I guarantee they feel it too, no matter their form, because I don't know if anyone's ever heard this, but I believe that <laughs> form goes out the window. <laughs> window yeah. <laughs> you can use that. Um, I'm okay with using it. Scott, I've just seen Mihailovic is at this Bologna game. Yes, his first home game... It went back after the leukemia. He's had a lot of chemotherapy, and it's looks like it's taken its toll. He looks um, very thin, doesn't he? 
He looked very thin. He was on the touchline last week as we're going to VAR. Oh, sorry. Gone. We'll carry on talking. <laughs> so what do you reckon the score? Sorry, he's, he's, he's gone like that. Done your little job to the uh, to the TV. Um, I it, think it has my stream, my stream. He's still running up to the TV now. Is he still he's, doing that? He's, run, he's running up to the TV now. Oh, I okay. think it'd be. A, I so, think it'd be a draw. Oh, it looks. I think this could be a penalty. It looks like handball in the area. Scott, we've got to maintain professionalism here. There's <laughs> the three other people joining us. <laughs> and <laughs> thousands of listeners around the world who this would mean absolutely nothing to, because about three days' time, it all would have been forgotten. Um, so, Gladbach versus Red Bull Leipzig is going on at the moment. Union Berlin are at home to uh, Borussia Dortmund. Uh, and Bayern Munich are at home to Mites. Someone did talk about Philip Coutinho's um, career path the other day. I can't remember what team he played for in Brazil. What team was that? Does anyone remember? Vasco. Vasco. So he's going from Vasco to Inter to Liverpool, Barcelona, and now Bayern. Someone said, is that the most beautiful career path since David? He did play for Espanyol as well, didn't he? Oh, did he? Yeah. Yeah, he's given a pen. Oh, no, he's not. Scott, focus, man. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Emma, did he play for Espanyol? Uh, yeah, I think he did. He was on loan there from somewhere. Okay. Was was it a Liverpool supporter, Chris, who said that? I, I can't remember who it was that said it. I think it was retweeted onto my timeline, so I didn't pay much notice who said it. But uh... Oh, yeah, he was on loan there from when he was at uh, Inter. Oh, okay. Can anyone else get any good examples of lovely career moves, uh, career paths? <laughs> Slatan? Clarence Seydorf did all right. Yeah, Seydorf did. Yeah. Who'd you say, Jesse? Wayne Rooney. Wayne Rooney. <laughs> <laughs> Emma, any Spanish examples? Uh, Fabregas? Yeah, he's had a big good one, hasn't he? Yeah. He's done okay. Living the life in Monaco at the moment. Uh, well, when he's allowed to participate. Xavi Alonso. Xavi Alonso, yeah. yeah. yeah oh, man. What a man. Uh, yeah, Sorry? I was gonna I was gonna say Pepe Reina as well. That only counts if you play though, surely. Otherwise Stuart Taylor would be talking about. Yeah. <laughs> uh in France it's Marseille versus San Etienne and it's Renvi Nice. Who saw the uh Nice Marseille game this week? Um with a few unsavory incidents. So there was homophobic chanting and banners unfurled uh by the Nice, I think it was Nice Ultras. Um the referee uh asked the Tannoy people to stop it. Um they they didn't, unfortunately, stop. Uh, so the referee suspended the game for 10 minutes, which is good to see, but it's also pretty horrific yep. to see. Yeah. I think it's happened tonight in the Mets-PSG game as well. Oh, has it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Did I... the referee stop Yeah, referee stopped it for homophobic chanting. Uh, there was a case in Brazil as well over the weekend where the referee stopped the game for like yeah. five or ten minutes. I yeah. think the game in Nice was to do with the fact that the team Ineos, uh, or the uh, the chief executive of Ineos, who's now the owner of Nice, I think, um, he was there, and something to do with the word bike or bicycle, which in the French context is uh, a homosexual term, and I don't know in what type of context, without okay. making a huge scam and embarrassment of myself. <laughs> so... I think that was where it came from. Uh, Scotland is Rangers versus Celtic. Um, what else have we got? In the MLS, it's second first in the Eastern Division, both on 48 points. This is Philadelphia in second versus Atlanta in first. Anyone got any? Justin or Jesse? Anyone care about that? Um, well, I mean, again, the MLS system means that it's essentially meaningless. Um, there's no title to be won based on points accumulated through the season, and neither of them are go- they're both going to make the playoffs. Um, so 
It's just yeah, bragging rights. Bullshit. I'm mad at them. Um, they need to get their shit together. Nazis out and let people wave whatever fucking flags they want. Alexi Lawless can go to hell and everybody should watch the NWSL. How's that? <laughs> yeah? Good? Fair Great. Enough. Does that mean LA, LAFC are wasting their 15 points clear? Yeah, they're miles ahead at the moment. It almost does. I mean, you you know, you just hope for their sake. The MLS setup is, is built around the of parity, so you don't often see this. You don't often see an outlier like this. And that makes me think they will go on to, to win, you know, a championship just because it's so rare that we see one side so clearly better than everybody else. I think Toronto a few years ago, you could make a case for them, but, but I think as long as they don't. Thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. LAF is doing it. I mean, I don't know if anybody saw the, like, they're calling it El Tráfico, which is stupid unless you've suffered through LA traffic. <laughs> you have. <laughs> I have. So I do get it. But when was that was fun? Is it worse than is it worse than Orlando traffic, which is not pleasant at all? It is worse than Orlando, yeah, because you're hemmed in on one side by yeah. ocean. Um, I must say, I'll say this: it, they're they're great. It, that was a great game to watch. The atmosphere, really the LAF is is really. Uh, I don't know how because they're an inorganic club that just sprung into existence, but. Um, I think part of it is the swagger, and it's Latan himself. I I hate him, but but it is. You know, L.A. loves its celebrity, and and they were very smart about playing into that. And, you know, like, they did it. They they did it pretty. Um, But Carlos Vela is astounding. Yes, he is good. good. It has nothing to do with how pretty it is. He just has both. Good for him, dude. Um, (laughs) Hmm. Good genetics. But, <laughs> but um, uh, LA has going for it. It's, it's pretty great. Um, is LA traffic worse than the Magic Roundabout, Scott? Oh, God. Magic Roundabout is all. Uh, I've been LA traffic. I have been in traffic in the States, in Orlando, which, uh, which is pretty. Is that but... worse than the Magic Roundabout, Rochelle? No. <laughs> uh, go Google Swindon Magic Roundabout, the three of you, and then you'll sort of see it, what we're on about. It's right next to the county ground as well. Uh, right, on to call Jesse Cole. Um, we're going to talk about the Uruguayan Classico, uh, followed by the London Dark. It's a one week feature. Jesse, <laughs> <laughs> uh, National versus Penrill this weekend. How do you reckon that's going to go? Um, for, for me, for my family, or for the country? Uh, for you and your family. Oh, more importantly, for the two teams involved. <laughs> okay. Um, so both teams tied. Last week in their respective national tied against the 10 man river. Um, Penurel tied 0 0. Really shouldn't have. It was not good. So both of them have um, bragging rights to win back uh, for their own sakes and also against each other. Um, and they both have injury. Players coming back from injury and also players out with injury, so it's going to be kind of a mess. Mm-hmm. Um, weirdly, because Uruguay is Uruguay, um, one of the people running for president in the October elections is the father of a Peñarol player. So just, you know, look out for Novik, um, dad is running for office. Um, I think. Yeah. Say it. 
They're not. Oh, I'm not. Oh. No, it's not going to be okay. Um, it's going to be the only thing that it's not going to be okay in a number of ways. Um, they're already not doing great with security. Um, the last time is the last time this classical happened. There were. Um, it was very rainy, and it's going to be rainy again this weekend because it's fall. Um, it's, it's no, it's spring. spring. Sorry, they're going to spring, um, and it's been raining a lot. And so the it so happened outside of the stands gets very very wet, and trucks got stuck last time, and people couldn't leave, um, and people were throwing gas canisters. So let's hope that that doesn't happen. Um, onto the pitch, yeah. I don't you know and ask that question. Um but uh Kevin Dawson, the keeper, um Penrose keeper, is amazing, is really, really great. Um Kevin Dawson. Kevin Dawson. Yeah. Uh he's he's fantastic. Um Justin, you could you could scout him. Um, <laughs> Is that the goal? Is that the goalkeeper who let the with an difficulty score past him? Yeah, oh, that, was, that was a wonderful moment. The video went very viral. Really? Yeah, it went viral over here. He's yeah, he's great. Um, and Lolo uh, Fabian Stojanov came back. He is, I think, thirty-seven. Um, and he and Savoja Rodriguez. Both are statesmen of Penrose, so I don't know, you guys. Going to be a fighter. Well, what about in North London then? Three other people. North London, um, you've got the um, Arsenal versus Space on Sunday. This isn't it. No, I don't. You can't tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Did you just tell me off? Yes. <laughs> what for? I might be so. I've got a deadline to keep. If I don't keep to this uh, this clock ticking and this podcast ticking over, I get angry WhatsApp messages from Ross. <laughs> Ross, I don't, you guys, I just don't think it's fair that these are the same weekend. Um, <laughs> plus, now that now that Tony Arsenal, like, I just have weird mixed emotions. Well, would you like, would you like me to give you a few stats to help you? Sure. Okay. How far so, away from the coast are we? Sorry. How far away from the coast are we? Well, not that far because uh, the Thames actually counts as tidal till it gets to a place called Wallingford in Berkshire. So you're actually quite close to the sea. Um, <laughs> but this is uh, this is game played on Sunday. So September starts on Sunday. Uh, both lost last weekend. Both it's teams. my grandfather's 91st birthday on Sunday. It's my niece's birthday. She's 19. Wow! There you go. All the great people have their birthdays that day. Uh, Arsenal are unbeaten in North London derbies in September, going back to 1969. It's been 10 games. Um, and Arsenal's win percentage in September in the Premier League is 61% against all teams. Uh, they like September, I'm afraid, Jesse. Okay, you said you would help me with stats. I will. <laughs> Spurs have won the last two at the Emirates. Okay. Uh... They win in September. Yeah, but I don't know if you saw that last game. It was terrible. I don't know what Pochettino was trying to do by, like, not playing Eric and Vertonghen. What kind of weird strategy is that? Let's uh, not play the players who could score? I think that's one's in the doghouse and one might be leaving strategy. Oh, I do not like that. Then. <laughs> no. Instead of instead of fans buying clubs, how do we feel about fans buying players? Because I don't have a lot of money, but I would give a lot of it to buy Christian Eriksen. I don't know if that's what would you do with 
Just ask him to play a lot. Go score some goals. Stop, 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 stop. Hang on. Oh. Hang on. Carry on. I That's just... it. Yes. That's all. That's what I got. Okay. I did I did like Jesse's reaction when you said that it was like, mm, bitch, please. <laughs> <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> I do not like this. What did I say? About Ericsson leaving. I know. Well, I, you know, I'm not his keeper or minder or agent, but yes, that's the talk. He's been on the bench because... Um, You're the messenger. Chris. The messenger. Yeah. yeah, never shoot them. And it's a long-standing tradition of shooting the messenger. <laughs> yeah. Justin and I, I don't know if you guys have heard, but Justin and I are buying Greenland, which means I think yeah. we own Christian Ericsson? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's how it works. Yeah, right? Yeah, there are no rules here. <laughs> also, also, I'm surprised we're having this discussion in, uh, about games in England because we were reliably informed last week. Last week, there really isn't in England. Nobody knows what happened to England. There's the UK now, but there's no England. Wait, aren't you guys like on hold? <laughs> on hold. <laughs> as, as a as a nation. Uh, yeah, I'm afraid we. Yeah, are. what's going on with you guys? What, what, I think really. Only Emma is now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> What's it like to well, be no, she's not. from a functioning country, Emma? Um, well, it's not really functioning. I mean, Catalonia, all of our politicians are in jail. Um, yeah. No, it's great. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> come to Cornwall. Come to the Cornish Nationalists. Can I just quickly, because you referenced the, the penalty shootout where the, the Pinero keeper allowed the kids to score. I have to tell the story very quickly. When he was, I, fired, I know, was, I know. This. I think I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you probably know it already. But there was a a fundraising, a charity effort, and uh, two teams of of ten year olds were allowed to take penalties against him. So ten penalties in total, and with he, with money donated for each successful penalty, and he saved. <gasps> oh my god! Yeah. Wasn't Oliver Kahn also uh, on the beach with his girlfriend while his wife was giving birth? That was actually the root of his long-standing feud with, with Jens Lehmann. They were they were, were in contention for the, the number one shirt of De Mannschaft. And um, Lehmann had the audacity to mention that in an interview. Someone said, do you get along with Oliver Kahn? He said, not particularly. And they said, why not? He said, well, we don't have much in common. I don't, I don't have a 21-year-old girlfriend. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, right. <laughs> on to the South Coast. Um, Southampton versus Manchester United in the Danny Wallace derby. This is on BT Sports on Saturday lunchtime. Uh, Southampton beat Brighton last time. Manchester United, you might remember, lost to Crystal Palace, didn't they? Um, in this fixture, the home team have just won three out of the last 15 games. So this has got an away written all over it for uh, Manchester United, hasn't it? This, this is Manchester United, isn't it? So, yeah, that's true. Like to score a 90th minute equaliser with Dan James celebrating like he's won the game and then concede about two minutes later. Oh, you can understand him cheering like that. Can't oh, you? I know, I know, but he's got a lot of stick about it on social media. He has, which I think quite unfair. Mm hmm. Is uh, a young lad who scored what he thought was a 90th minute equaliser and he didn't realise he got those chumps down the other end. 
<laughs> what, David De Gea? David De Gea. As someone said, it's their attacking fullback that scored in the last minute. Well, you know, what was he doing down that end of the pitch anyway? But, you know, uh, Manchester United got the best Premier League away record at St Mary's. They got 10 wins. Um, but Nathan Redmond has scored his last four home Premier League games. Or not scored, but had a hand in goals. The three goals and one assist. So, uh, might be worth sticking him in your fantasy team, Scott. Uh, no, I haven't got no Southampton or Manchester United players. I've already done my team for this week. Yeah. May I, I may have triple captained someone. We'll go. We'll talk about that one later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is it Oliver Kahn? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Emily, this one's going to go. Um, I hope Southampton wins. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of like their uh, manager because his name means Rabbit House in German. <laughs> Rabbit Hutch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen Justin. No, I, I see this as one of those rounds, um, but they've got vastly greater resources and better players than Southampton, and, and every now and then they actually will string together a 90-minute performance, and there's really no reason. This is one of those situations where I think they'll go down there and win fairly comfortably, 2-0, 3-1. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Chelsea versus Sheffield United in the Vinnie Jones derby. Um, Chelsea at home versus promoted teams. They've won 66 and lost three. Uh, and none of those three losses have ever been in August. So it's odds on for them to win. They got their win last week, didn't they? Tammy Abraham, um, since the start of last season has got 28 goals, which is the most top two divisions. So he's, um, he's no chump, is he? Scott? No, he's not. He's got a prolific record in the championship for Bristol City and um, Aston Villa last season and did him some time in the Premier League. I know he's a bit raw, but last week he showed what he can do. Mm. And he sh- and he shut the haters up. Well, you know I, the haters I, thought gonna showed, do. I thought he showed glimpses of it in that miserable game at Old Trafford. I thought I thought he saw he hit the post and was was lively and active in that in that game. I, I think it's coming from him. Yeah. yeah. So Jesse, you were saying? No, I, I agree with Justin. It was that one penalty, which, you know, he's exhausted, he's young, penalty, bad penalties, or penalties are penalties, luck of the draw. But before that, he was he was great. He had great link-ups. He was energetic. I thought he was fantastic. He's very young. Yeah. Uh, Crystal Palace versus Aston Villa and the Sasser Churchich derby. Uh, both these teams won last week. Um, here's a stat that surprised me. Uh, Paris have won tw- 10 Premier League games in 2019. Only Liverpool, Manchester City and Arsenal have won more. I don't remember them winning Any. at all. <laughs> no, I don't either. <laughs> Apart from last week. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, that I, was, I was a very expect- strange statistic. I'm expecting Chris to say, oh, can you name them all? <laughs> no, but funny you should say that. Uh Roy has won 11 uh, games versus Aston Villa. That's his most successful team he's managed against. Um, he's also uh, won his first meeting against them uh, at four other clubs. Who wants to name those four other clubs? Mm-hmm. Liverpool. Blackburn. Fulham. Yeah, yeah. What did you say, Blackburn? Yeah. Yeah. One more. Oh, who, else, who else did he manage in Premier League? TikTok, TikTok, TikTok. Oh, West Brom. Hey, well done. Yes. Little fist pump there. Uh, Leicester versus Bournemouth in the Max Gradle derby. Um, since Brendan's took charge in March, no player has scored more goals in the Premier League than Jamie Vardy, who scored 10. And again, I can't remember Jamie Vardy scored apart from last week where Henry cooked his hands to his ears. Because he's a massive Sheffield Wednesday fan. Yeah, which I never realised. Is there a more ratty player, rat-faced player than Jamie Vardy? He must be an absolute nightmare to play against. I was going to 
for Scott, who yeah. we know here in the UK being an absolute bastard. <laughs> career and career ending players, but uh, as Emma's laughing, you've got Raul Garcia in Spain, who's yes, the most insane. <laughs> Kevin Muscat, Jesse, made Paolo Montero look like the Pope. Done. But yeah. I don't think Raul Garcia, as far as I remember, has ever been accused of racism or domestic abuse. Given time. <laughs> Which one of <laughs> Kevin Muscat and Paolo Montero has? Jamie Vardy. Yes. Oh. Domestic abuse, has he? Okay. Who is well, his wife is that's in their fifth child. Fifth? Yeah. I was surprised he's by that. You're wrong, Gussie. He Jamie just got his shit kicked out of him. Oh, is Raul he? Gussie is what, sorry? Raul Garcia? Yeah. Did <laughs> he also meet with Arda Turan inside of a Turkish bar? What is happening? <laughs> um, well, plus you that have got a penalty, I think. It's how have Bologna not scored in like the last five minutes? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! Their goalkeeper's like some sort of one man show, isn't he? He Apart is. from that one where he, um, where your man hit the did a Will Hughes, really, did he? Oh yeah, oh, Will Hughes. Yes. Jamie Vardy, five children. Um, yeah. That one passed me by as well. Not that I should really know about these. Um, did you guys see what? Um, <laughs> what? Uh, what's his face named his? I think fifth. Child, did he name him Evan or Wolf Nine? Andy Carroll. Did he? He did. He did. He doesn't wear that number anymore, so well done. Uh, who do you reckon should score this one? The Leicester or he's going to win this one? Leicester, hands down. Um, I think they're they're a team that could potentially break into the top six this season. Yeah. That that midfield is disgusting. It's good. James has been. It, the, the assist he did for the weekend and Harvey Barnes's goal was just out of this world. Harvey Barnes is fantastic. I remember watching oh. him in Quest last year while he was on loan at West Brom. West Brom, yeah. He's tearing championship defences to pieces. Yeah. He's an absolute gem wherever they've unearthed him from. Um, Manchester City versus Brighton in the Paul Dickoff derby. That's right, Jesse. You heard. <laughs> Brighton, definitely. Definitely Brighton. Take this one. Easily. Yeah. Um, only one English manager has ever beaten Pep Guardiola. Emma, do you know who that is? One English manager. Uh, is it... Oh, no, he's not English. No, I don't know. No, anyone who help her? Uh, what team? Uh, it was... Well, if I tell you, because it's very recently, you'll get it. He's already had okay. a mention on this podcast. Recently. Steve. Well, in, in the last five minutes. Steve. No. Oh! Oh, um, Roy. Yes. Hodgson, yeah, apparently Man City. Oh, yeah, that's the most season, didn't they? Yeah. Townsend, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. the Andros Townsend world the other girl. Yeah, nominated for a Pushkas award. It was. Yeah. Oh, Sociedad do not have a penalty. It was ruled out by VAR. Yes. Love VAR. And it wasn't a penalty either. Was it not? No. Justice. That's VAR doing its job. Yeah. Uh, anyone thinking anything other than a Manchester City win? No, this is where I've triple captained Aguero. Ooh. I've gone straight in. Oh, I might do the same thing. Thanks for that. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, <laughs> Newcastle versus Watford. I've gone last time match of the day for this. Yeah. As there's no Friday games, because that's not. Because Friday games are now last on, uh, match of the day, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, I'm with you. Yeah. Watford won three out of four at St. James's Park, but 
It's going to be Bill this one, isn't it? Justin, what do you reckon? Yeah, I predict Dolmas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you reckon for West Ham Norwich then in the Tony Cotty derby? No, no. I don't think we'll be dull. I'm, I'm excited by Norwich. Goals. Yeah. A lot of goals. Yeah. Um, West Ham are unbeaten in the league versus Norwich going back to 1989. Yeah, but was, we've got a new I Norwich. Oh, stop it. <laughs> Sorry, I was too. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're right about the goals. Norwich have converted six out of 33 Premier League shots. Um, that's 80%. That's the best in the league so far this season. They've got the, uh, the most informed striker in, in Timo Puki, haven't they? They have. And Sebastian Heller's off the mark, and I think he's going to do well for West Ham. Yeah. Anyone think there's... How do you reckon this one's going to go then, guys? High scoring score draw? Yeah, I'll go 3-3. Yeah. You know, they can't say his name in Malaysia, Puki. It means something bad in Malaysian. Bad in what? You can't tease yeah. us like that, Emma. Yeah, I might they do a quick... They can't, say, they can't say his name. It means something I, bad. I'll do a quick Google. This is in Malaysia? Yeah, I think so. Or so what do they have to call him? Team? One of them. They just don't say his name. <laughs> so when he got that hat trick last week, all the week before, yeah. what did they do? Nart Striker. Oh, wow. <laughs> Emma, I love that. <laughs> Go on, Scott. Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> Part of the female anatomy. What? You knew that? Did you really have to Google that? <laughs> Is it the extra rib that the ladies have? <laughs> You can basically assume it's always going to be that part of the female anatomy if it's a bad Yeah, it's always, <laughs> always. <laughs> right, we'll move on while we all blush. Uh, Burnley versus Liverpool with the Jimmy Triori own goal derby. Um, a win for Liverpool will give them their 13th consecutive league win, which is a record they'll beat going back to the October from 1990. Um, uh, Ash, Chris, what are you going to say? Oh, yeah, Chris, can I ask you about oh, something afterwards? You can. Uh, I'm not going to say, Jesse, because Ashley Barnes has scored 13 Premier League goals in 2019. That's the third best. I'm not going to say that. Not this week. So, so Chris, what's happened with Bobby Duncan and his shithead of an agent? (laughs) Bobby Duncan, I think, is a Liverpool youth player who uh, hasn't been getting games. And I think his agent feels has been getting a rough deal from the Liverpool hierarchy, notably Michael Edwards, who is the director of football, I think, or youth scout or something mm. like that. Um, and uh, his agent saw fit to air this um, this week on Twitter, saying that he'd been uh, mentally bullied by the Liverpool hierarchy. Um, Jamie Carragher, for some reason, has stuck his oar in as well. Bobby, du- Bobby Duncan is the cousin of Stephen Gerrard. Maybe that's why... Uh, Jamie saw fit to jump in. Um, it's not very edifying for the boy in question. It's probably not the way that he'd want it mm. published, unless he's so desperate that, at Liverpool that he's said to his agent, "Please, this just so you know, we get some air out of this." But it doesn't look very good, does it? I did find it funny that his his agent was the former agent of Saido Barahino as well, mm. and he's now deleted his Twitter. Well, that's because people went back through his past and discovered all sorts of uh, homophobic tweets. Yeah, and derogatory tweets, which yeah. a lot of people will find oh, of famous. 
Well, they, like, why? What is wrong with everybody? I think they've got too much time on their hands. No, I don't mean for finding that. I mean for oh. posting that. Like, oh. <laughs> don't be a bad person. I had a great Twitter debate this week with someone about Greta Thunberg. Um, he thought she hadn't read. Uh, there are two people. The first person thought that she hadn't really gone across the Atlantic in a boat. And he says, "I take my children camping, and they're muddy within minutes." And I said, "Well, it's not muddy in the sea." Um, and he didn't like that. Uh, and somebody else said uh, her carbon footprint won't be zero. And I said, "Well, that doesn't matter. It's not like they built the ship especially for her to go across, um, and then they're going to smash it all up at the end." It's obviously a boat that's in use that she's borrowed, um, and he didn't. He got very vexed as well. People are very strange well, online. God damn it, tells you that you have one job. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Raúl Garcia's Discord. Has he? Oh, uh, my yeah. man. Oh man, by the sounds of it, he's been getting a mention, hasn't he? No, you he can't beat our. He can't beat our Serbian hero. Or our Turkish hero, which is Cengiz Under. Oh. We've got a Bosnian hero as well, haven't we? Edin Dzeko. Edin not Meran Ampiano. Not Meran Ampiano. She's no. a massive snake. Do you know what? You've, we... got me, you've got me looking out for Roma results you have. This is, this is. I always used to look out for Juventus results back from Serie A back in the 90s, but I'm now looking out for Roma results more and more. I blame you entirely. I blame myself. We digress. We digress, Chris. We've got a podcast to run. Ross is going to get angry. He will. He will. He does. He does frequently. Um, and Justin's yawning as well. So this tennis game's going to catch right. up with him. Go on, then. The anyway. Sorry? It's the time difference. It's the t- yeah. <laughs> We're in the future. It's all fine. Um, so anyone anyone going for a Liverpool win? Or is anyone going for a Burnley win? No, Liverpool win. I think they keep their run going. They're, they're in good form. Yeah. Uh, and finally, Everton versus Wolves in the Andy Gray derby. Um, Wolves have gained 16 points from losing positions since the start of last season. That's either really good or terrible for them getting themselves in that position in the first place. Um, where do we sit on that one? Well, I thought uh, Lucas Dini scored a magnificent goal for Everton midweek in the carrier bag cup or whatever it's called. Oh, you're, you're a feeder club for Everton, <laughs> aren't you? At we are, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Was it Yerry Mina, Digne, uh, Andre Gomez? Um, didn't Samuel Eto'o sign for them at one point? Yeah, he did. He played for Chelsea <laughs> as well. Yeah. Goal. Goal, finally, indeed. Finally, Bologna scored in the 89th minute. It was, he scuffed it in. He looked happy <laughs> as well. Um, Federico Santander and he's ripped his shirt off. Oh, good. I like Mahali. Which <laughs> nice things happen to him. Um, oh, well, maybe he has. Oh no, it's offside. Okay, oh, right, um, guys. Uh, how do you think this one's going to go? Are we all going to go for an Everton win or a Wolves win? If Everton play Moise Keane and not uh, Calvert Lewin or yeah. Theo Walcott, <laughs> they've got they've got a chance. Yeah. Uh, any of you three guys got an opinion on this one? I just can't believe Theo Walcott is still playing and still looks. <laughs> yeah, 25 years ago. But he started at 12. That's, that helps. He did. Yeah. He, he got poached from Swindon. Did he? Yeah. He was, I think he was like part of the Swindon news and then went to Trowbridge and then, yeah, got picked up by Southampton. <laughs> Scott, have you seen like, what's just happened? Yeah. He got booked for... He got booked for... Did he get booked for taking his shirt off? He got booked for taking goal, his shirt off. <laughs> yes. And the goal got disallowed. And he still got booked for taking his shirt off. 
Sorry, we're digressing. We Sorry, really we're digressing. Put... Right, guys. <laughs> I mean, go ahead. Let's go ahead and start to reveal that he's, from when he got the shit kicked out of him, he's got a huge like bloody wound on his foot and celebrated by showing the axe. Uh anybody got any any of the business for a wrap up? No. Okay. Uh we are Man of the Post, we are part of the Man of the Post network where you will hear podcasts from uh European leagues, won't we, Scott? Yeah, uh recorded Tuesday night. We rounded up the first uh, round of action in Serie A. Talked about Stade de Ron and the Predictions for Champions League qualifiers, which and Europa League qualifiers, which happened on Wednesday and Thursday. Okay, Jesse, there was an unusual efforts out recently, wasn't there? I think Kirsten and October and Megan got drunk talking about German football, didn't they? Yes. That's quite good fun to yes. listen to. <laughs> <laughs> um, we also have a Sunday show as well, uh, which will be reviewing the games that we've been previewing here tonight. Um, and I think that's it. So, uh, Justin, if they want to follow you on Twitter, how do they do that? Uh, I'm at uh, keepers underscore union. Okay, Jesse. Uh, at Jesse Loesch. Uh Emma, apparently you're from Barcelona, according to some people on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> How do they follow so, you and ask you where you live? <laughs> um, I live in Barcelona. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. My Twitter is me generally shouting at people. Um. Yeah, it's at M. Gabriel Garcia. All right, Scott. Uh, at Scott underscore Monroe. Uh, can I quickly talk about Barcelona fans being an absolute dick about the Luis Enrique? Yes. What a fucking retards. Why tweet about Neymar, Rakitic, Valverde out when Luis Enrique posts a lovely um, piece about his daughter who sadly passed away at age nine with bone cancer? Just Some people are just dickheads. Oh, it makes me so sad. It, it's horrible. Yeah. Like, every message was like, announce Neymar, or Valverde out, or, you know, Rakitic's shit, or sell Suarez, or whatever. Like, is this really the time or the place for this? I mean, uh, Luis Enrique, he's, you know, he's a big part of Barcelona's history, and daughter has just passed away and you think that's a really 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 good idea to say announce Neymar of all people it's about Neymar <laughs> I mean yeah. yeah it drives me crazy yes very well put there um yes you can uh sorry I have to go back to plug it from such a very good point which at least seems best but, um we are as I say we are part of the Man on the Post network you can download it from iTunes Stitcher uh Spotify Acast. Um, if you like what you hear, you can rate and review us. And you where can, can people follow you? Uh, they, uh, at C Etchingham seventy seven. I also get. <laughs> you can like um, rate and review us. Uh, you can follow us at Man of the Post on Facebook, at Man of the Post on Instagram, and you can like us um, at Man of. I've done that wrong, haven't I? Don't like on. <laughs> this is me watching Bologna score. <laughs> you can like us on Facebook at Man on the Post, at Instagram Man on the Post, and at Twitter Man on the Post. Um, yes, sorry to put that in after Emma made her excellent point there. So, guys, thank you ever so much for joining us. Thank you ever so much for listening. Thank you. Cheers, Chris. Uh, keep your Man on the Post. <laughs> <laughs>